Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues. Today's topic is body positivity and how to feel great in your own skin. Let's do it. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kinda Dating. Aisha's still not here, but you can follow her at Aisha Says Dance across the board. And also, we're on social media. So please make sure you follow us. We're at Kinda Dating across the board. I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel official on Facebook, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok, which is my new favorite thing. And uh, also, friends, If you like today's episode or any of our episodes that you've ever heard, ever, we have 160. So you gotta like something. If you've liked it, please leave us a five-star rating or review wherever you get this podcast, but especially on Apple Podcasts, we'd be grateful. All right, we have our second episode with a dope-ass guest here. We got model, singer-songwriter, actress, entrepreneur, and sex symbol, Haley Herms is back. What's hello, up, girl? Hello, Thanks for having me back. I love chatting with you and all your listeners. Yeah, we're so happy to have you back. So this one is a really cool episode. And before we jump in, you know, single or in a relationship again, Single, still single. Did anything change from 10 minutes ago? <laughs> no. Um, okay, but, you know, once COVID is done, you will be ready to mingle. Well, I'll be ready to, to mingle, you know. And there, uh, there's a, okay, spilling the tea. I yeah, do it. I can't spill too much tea, but there, okay, okay. there's a couple I'm involved with. Okay, okay. I'm like technically their pet. I love this. So what does that entail? What does it mean, pet? I mean, essentially, I, okay, pet couldn't, I feel like could be different things to a lot of different people. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. For me and like my place, I guess you would say. Um, it's, so it's a couple and it's almost like a sub dom, like the girl's a sub, he's a dom and he kind of like, I, I would almost describe it as like he's the director and he, she's like the co-director. So he m- mostly like has like makes the things happen, but she she goes along with it and it, she she might not say anything, but she like she does she does things. But basically, I'm there at their service. So whatever Got they're it. they're wanting to try, I'm like very open-minded. We talk about things. It's, it's kind of new and I usually wouldn't do something like this, but weirdly it fits into my life right now and it makes a lot of sense. And I have really bad trust issues. This is someone I've known for years and this was something that was very communicated about. So I just want to throw that out there to the listeners that definitely, if you are going to get involved, whether it's a threesome, a pet, a polyam, whatever it is, you know, make sure you're communicating the boundaries, the rules, the do's, the don'ts, um, because I got really lucky with this situation. Uh, but so I guess you would, you, that's, that's like the only thing I have going on right now and had going on for the past like seven months. So, Hey, that's good. I mean, that's more than some people. So, you know, that's awesome. As long as you're happy, girl, 
Um, that's what matters. Yeah. So this episode, we're talking about body positivity. Um, obviously, uh, something important to you, something important to me. Um, you know, it's a, again, a, I'll sort of give everybody the a basic definition, but they they describe it as a social movement to empower people to embrace their body types and challenge society's views on beauty. Um, how do you see it, Haley, for you, for you? What is body positivity for you? Um, so body positivity is, for me, simply it's just the acceptance of all different body types, whether no matter what color, shape they are, whether you have cellulite, whether you have fat hanging skin, I think body positivity, sometimes people get stuck that it looks a certain way, but Mm -hmm. it is really all different body types from all different places. And I think there's no one person that fits and represents the body positivity movement. So it's, it's the acceptance of all bodies. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to put it because, you know, like you said, people have this misconception that body positivity uh, only applies, you know, in the sort of traditional view of plus size or something like that. But it's also body positivity for all sizes. There are people who are super tall. There are people who feel that they're super short. There are people who are skinny. There are people who are curvy. There are people who are described as big this and little that and flat this and round that and whatever. And so is the idea of embracing all body types um, and all bodies because we're all built differently. I mean, no two are alike, not even twins. No. Not even like um, the identical ones, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. And so you're you're a model and, um, you know, have you noticed sort of a change among people and brands when it comes to body positivity, body, body positivity? And do you think that is genuine? I, okay, so I almost feel like I'm a great insider and here's why. I have been a size 26 and weighed 325 pounds. And I've also been a size 12 and weighed like 190 pounds. And I will say 9.9 times out of 10, I get treated better when I'm a size 12. And so I have seen the spectrums of when I've been able to shop in Target because I was a smaller plus size and when I've only been able to shop at one or two stores because I was another size. Um, So I definitely have seen it range. I've seen my body fluctuate and it's very interesting to see how people perceive the the body positivity movement because... There's, there's so many different issues that I've seen, whether it's like, for example, I think one of the best ones is Nike using plus size women that aren't just, for a long time in the plus size industry, we saw a standard curvy type. There was no cellulite hanging off the arms, no stomach fat, back rolls, just curves. And so when we see big company, companies like Nike posting women with rolls and stomachs in a size three, four X, um, it, it gets this interesting, backlash and support of like, I get, 
I've gotten comments saying under my workout photos that like, oh, this looks gross. Like uh, fat people, they should not be making workout clothes for fat people. Fat people shouldn't be in workout clothes. But then there's the posts where I could just post me on the beach in a bikini and people are like, you need to work out. Well, what the fuck am I supposed to work out in then? Like, you know what I mean? Damned if you do, damned if I don't. But either way, it's, it's interesting to see based on what your body type looks like, how people measure the body positivity movement and health as almost like one thing that correlates when it is definitely two separate things. Yeah, that's a really, really good point because Lizzo is also another big example of that, right? Lizzo um, gets shit on either way. Like she is a face for body positivity right now. But on one end, you have people like Jillian Michaels who will be like, okay, it's great that she is whatever she is, but like she's unhealthy. So then when Lizzo tries to become healthy just for herself, which she's recently been talking about on TikTok where, you know, she's just doing stuff and she feels better and her skin is clearing and all that stuff that she wants to do because it's her fucking choice. And then you have people going like, oh, you're not embracing yourself. And yep. she, it, it doesn't mean that you can't want to change. It does, d- doesn't mean that you have to stay the same as you were for fucking ever. Yeah. It's just whatever you choose to do, do it for you. Yeah. And, you know, poor thing gets shit on by everybody. And I, I mean, I have so much uh, empathy for that because I'm like, like you said, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Did you know that Kinda Dating Now has merch? Yep, we collaborated with tpublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to tpublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. When I came off, I was on a weight loss show, some people may or may not know, and afterwards when I was when the reveal came and I posted on which show I didn't know um so I was on Khloe Kardashian's revenge body oh yes Yes. and uh after the show and I was finally able to air my body and what it looked like meant I was still plus size I was still considered a plus size woman and people would message me you sold out you just want to be like the thin fat bitches it was almost like the skinny people told me i was too fat and the fat people told me i was too skinny now and yeah. i didn't fit into either of the worlds and no matter what i did i was now wrong and i was just kind of shocked and i was like i i did this for i made it very clear that this was for me and not because the internet told me or because I I wanted internet fame. Let me tell you, losing 70 pounds in under four months is not something you do for clout. It's hard. It's exhausting. It's, it's, I would be amazed if someone had that much control over their mind where they would push themselves that far just to possibly get some Instagram followers. It was because I genuinely wanted to do that and not because I wanted to get hired by more companies or X, Y, the third. And so I think that's a great, important part to make, whether you're gaining weight, losing weight, staying the same, that as long as it's for you, it shouldn't matter whether you weigh 600 pounds or 200 pounds. That's not my body. So that's not my business because I don't have to live your life. That's the, I think that's the big thing is it's not your body and it's not your business because it's like I 
don't comment on people's shit. And I've never understood why anybody comments on anybody's thing. It's like a very simple thing to see an image. If you don't like it, ignore it and move on. You don't have to, for whatever reason, share your opinion on it. Like yeah. nobody cares. <laughs> if if I didn't leave on the comments, like, hey, let me know how what you think about my body. I probably don't care. Yeah. And I usually just delete hate comments like the sec I won't even read the full thing. I'll just delete it. So it's like you you didn't even get the attention you wanted. And to be honest, like nine times out of ten, a follower has seen it before I have. So when I see it, there's already like world World War Five going on in the comments section. And I just delete it because like no one I don't even want to subject my followers to seeing yeah. that kind of hate. And I know as my platform keeps growing, eventually like I won't have the resource, like the control to delete every hater that there is in the world. Mm -hmm. But at the set at the end of the day, it it's it's my body and I have to live in it. So I'm I'm gonna need you to take your comments to someone who asked for solicited comments about their body. Yeah, no, very fucking true. Very fucking true. I want to know, so how has any of this and your image of yourself sort of affected the way you date? How did it before or how does it now? Do you think that there is a difference with the way um, maybe plus size women or people um, get viewed? Uh, I think overall, like initially um, in society, a lot of people view fat people as like dirty, not clean, unhygienic, um, because they associate fatness with like living poor and so, or no self-control or no smarts. So there, there's that stigma. And there's also like, like on a smaller scale, people that fetishize like Yes, people. I was going to ask about that. Yeah. So there is that as well. Um, for me, the, okay. So like I shared in the last episode when we were talking about sex positivity, I like to tell people I didn't have the traditional fat girl experience. And I will say, because I'm a very, I like to observe my past life, but I will say just because I treated myself like I wasn't different doesn't mean other people didn't treat me that way. So mm -hmm. even though I wanted to pretend like I was a normal girl dating in a normal world, I was still very self-aware that some people talked to me or treated me X, Y, Z because they expected, for example, like a guy might talk to me and my friend and he will take her out on a date, but because I'm fat, he expects me to put out in the first night. And mm. um, in LA, a lot of parties, if I pull up to a party with too many fat girls, they'll try to make them pay um, to get in whether, it, or I've, I've been at a club myself where my friend went in before me and she paid 20 and then they're like, oh, it's going to be 40 for you. And then I was like, but my friend just paid 20. And they just kind of look at me like, don't you know you're fat? So- oh, fuck that. I think it's it's interesting because there's there's people and how they date and then there's also like for in LA most people the dating scene is the bar the club the networking mm -hmm. world so when the gatekeepers won't even let, give you an opportunity to get in that world it's like I ha I had to create my own opportunities so in high school I would uh, I am very aware had my brother not been on the football, basketball, and volleyball team mm. and was a senior when I was a freshman, uh, my leverage would have went, whoo, because I remember the first week of school, 
I was a new school for me. I didn't know anyone. I was supposed to go to a different school. That's a long story. But so I get here and one of the first weeks, a football player on the, the freshman team, whatever, like said something, made fun of me. And I roasted him so bad. This kid never looked at me again. Then later, a few weeks later, when people start like, who's the new girl start doing, you know, the, the research and the tap in and they realize who my brother was. I start getting apologies. People want to like, mm. everyone wants to be my, because not only do they, do they want to be my, they want to be my brother's girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like, or people want to get to know, they have this idea of who my brother is. It's really funny though. He was like, not who they thought they were. They, he thought they were, <laughs> he was like this tough, macho. my brother was like one of those like, like bear, like we were Aww. like 180, like so different. Yeah. And, but anyways, so I was really aware that I got treated special because of my brother. And if you, they didn't know who my brother was, was, then there was a chance that something would happen. But in saying that, that opened me up to a new field of men. And I kind of felt like I was not going to not try to get the same men as my friends. I was, I was like, I, I just wanted to experience it. And I, if, if, if it was because I was fat, then I would accept it but I at least wanted to try it. So I think I was a little more ballsy than most from what I hear from my fat community. And I'm really comfortable with using that word um, with my fat community that that's not traditional where most fat girls would not go out of their way to be like, hey, quarterback, I really like you. Um, you know what I mean? And so even though, but then there, there's the next layer to that is even when I would I would get with all these or all these guys that at school, people, it was like the soccer player and the this and the this. But at the same time, because I was fat, I wasn't, wouldn't be shown in public. So although people knew things that were going on, unless it happened in public, you know what I mean? And it was all because I was fat. So there was double-edged swords to everything. So whereas like the most typical fat girl wouldn't be playing, wouldn't, wouldn't be with the quarterback, mostly if I had been a cheerleader, I would have been paraded around the school, like his mm -hmm. next girlfriend who was thin and like X, Y, Z. But whereas I'm fat, I'm more like a hidden secret. I would have guys tell me like, oh, you're so beautiful. You're, you have such a great personality. Your heart is incredible. But if you were a size two, it would be perfect. Like I could bring you home to like Ugh. my parents kind of vibe. So I think whether or not I had the traditional fat girl, quote unquote, experience, I have experienced across the board. Di different fat phobia and different um, internalized fat phobia as well from men and women. And it's, it's interesting to see, but I think now in dating, I try to make my fatness like not something I like using the word fat is so bold. And in general, yeah. may, and like, so it tells me if a partner is uncomfortable with me saying fat, that they might feel uncomfortable with them having a partner that identifies as fat and not curvy because they don't want their friends to think they're with a fat girl. It's different if I'm curvy because that's mm -hmm. what everyone's rapping about, the curves and the this. And the, but as soon as we use the word fat, which is why I love to use it even more because let's normalize it. It's an adjective. It's not a negative word. Um, sorry, I know I've been spewing. I'm wrapping up. But no, they, no. But yeah, so I could just so many different experiences dating and being a part of the body positive movement, but also being a plus size woman. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, and same, 
you know, piggybacking because in the last episode we were talking about the sex positivity and and how you and I had such different upbringings of you were so confident and sort of like uh, embraced your sexuality and whatever. And I was the opposite, which probably leaned more into my, my body image issues, which again, surprises people because same thing, like if you look at Instagram or if you see me now, people are like, oh, she's so confident. And I'm like, yeah, that took a lot of work because I was a tomboy with Coke bottle glasses, like, you know, short hair. I was always called one of the boys. I only hung out with boys and I just wanted to like be with my brother and his friends. And because of that, when I hit puberty for the first time and suddenly like I always joke I never went I never had an A cup it's like I woke up and it was B and then I woke up and it was D and I was like oh okay like that's it and so I really didn't understand what was happening to my body because one it happened so fast Mm -hmm. and so to go from you know four pack abs, this like lean, skinny bicycle, fucking bicycling girl to suddenly overnight fucking curves. It was, I thought I was getting fat. And so I thought, oh my God, something is happening. And I developed an eating disorder. And so I started just eating nothing. And I didn't tell anybody I would like get food, you know, take the food from my parents and throw it away at school. When it was pizza day, I would just eat my friend's crusts like off their, you know, thing. And and I was doing that until, God, like I was 20, 21. And I found like notes all over as saying like, don't eat this and eat this many calories. And it was like 600 calories a day. And it was just crazy shit that I was doing to myself. And, and kind of, like you in a way where I didn't know I had big boobs. Mm -hmm. So I was just so unaware that when people used to talk about cleavage, I didn't even get it. I was like, what are they saying? I don't have cleavage. I don't have, like, I didn't know to compare my boobs to another girl because I was such a tomboy. I like hunched over all the time. And so I remember like being in high school and this one guy couldn't get my attention and he had been trying for a long time and I just would ignore, would ignore. And I was very to myself in high school because I was so self-conscious that I became very introverted. And my thing is like, I was a nerd. And then when I was 16, I had a she's all that moment which if you talk to anybody from high school who I'm friends with, they tell you like, yep, it's really true. Like I took off my glasses and rolled up my kilt and somehow I was something. And mentally I was always like, well, I was the same person as yesterday. So I don't know why you're being weird now. And so because of that, I became extra kind of quiet and extra introverted. And I was like, whoa, everybody's being crazy. And this one guy like couldn't get my attention. And then once in a group of all the dudes and I was walking by, he was like, hey, hey. And I wouldn't respond. And then he said, hey, big breasted girl. And I was like, oh my God. And there was nobody else there. So it was me. He was clearly talking to me. And all the guys were like, oh. And I just like went around the corner and I bawled. And I remember though, like not realizing then, but of course later you go how all of that affects your self-esteem. And I used to be a dancer and I, you know, was part of a dance company. And 
I was one of the curvier ones, you know, and dancers are all very skinny and uh, nobody has like, they're usually flatter. And then when it used to be costume time, I had to go and pick the first costumes and then I'm short. And, you know, so it's like, I'm way tinier than most people. And so it was all these things that I didn't realize, like even the shortness how much it affected my self-esteem of not thinking people took me seriously, of always wanting to fight to be heard because- Trying to prove yourself. Yeah, because I always feel, and even now I still sort of feel, you know, as a model, for example, you're a model, you have to be a certain height. It's like, everybody said to me, how come you didn't make it in Bollywood, Tash? Oh my God, you'd be amazing in Bollywood. And I'm like, no, I know I would, but I don't fit in that world. They like tall, skinny models. And I am the opposite of that. I'm a short, kind of curvier girl. I'm petite still, but I'm curvy. For that world, world yeah. I'm not I'm not that. Like they literally pick stick thin models and and or having the height. My mom always said to me, she goes, oh, Tash, you would have been perfect if you were taller. And I'm always like, You're oh, short. You yeah. may be short. That's like when my grandma's like, you're getting too fat. And then she's like, want a brownie? And you're like, but you just yes. told me I was fat. Grandma. Exactly. And same, like Indians will always do this too. And I always joke, like when you go to India, they don't use the word fat. They call you healthy. So they'll say like when I was, you know, a teenager and I started putting on weight, they were like, oh, you're looking very healthy, which is like, oh, you're Ooh. fat. And then you go and like a few years ago, I had lost a lot of weight after a car accident. And when I lost a lot of weight and I went back, they were like, oh my God, you're so skinny. You don't have to do this. I'm like, what? I was like, no fucking way. I have a choice. Yeah, exactly. But I say all of that because I think people out there listening go, my self-esteem issues with my body is only a me thing. Mm -hmm. And I want them to know it comes in all shapes and sizes. Like you have your, you've had your own version of it. I've had my own version of it. You know, I, I went to a a movie premiere of um, tall girl on Netflix and she's six foot two and she's had, you know, body image issues or body positivity issues because she was so tall, she could never date because the guys aren't comfortable with somebody super tall. And, and so then you go like, where do I fit in? And, and that creates so many self-esteem issues in dating. And as a result, sometimes we end up with douchebags. Um, (laughs) I think sometimes we don't even realize that like, it's kind of that, that theory of like, even though you look at yourself and you were insecure, like for example, with the chest, there's other girls that would have looked at you and would have been like, I would kill to have her chest. And they so say they it to me of, even now. And I'm always like, oh. yeah. And it's, 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 it's unhealthy for us to assume just because we want what someone else has that they want it. You mm-hmm. know, I have a friend who literally has like, oh, one of the best ass I've ever seen. Like if I told her if I got my ass done, I would take a picture of her ass. Whereas growing up, she literally used to hide her ass all the time, would put sweaters over it. I had a friend and I couldn't even believe it. We were the two in like seventh, eighth grade. We were like the two biggest breasted girls there. And I 
remember the day we were at a sleepover, she took off her shirt. I saw her boobs and I was like, whoa, your boobs are huge. And she goes, yeah. And I had no idea. And she goes, yeah, I duct taped them down for school because she was so embarrassed that she had big boobs and none of the other girls didn't. didn't. And then we hadn't been close before that. So she was like looking at me like, she loved how I embraced my big, I'd show them off because let's be real. I loved the attention. And like, so she like thought that was like a marvel, but I was just marvel that she didn't want to show off her big boobs. And so it's, it was, it hit me at a very young age that, Hey, like just because it's something, whether we like it on ourselves or other people doesn't mean the same and vice versa situation. So that's a, it's very great point you're making there. Yeah, and no, I say my my uh one of my best friends here, she is is like an A cup and she always jokes, she like will grab my boobs in public. I'm like, stop, <laughs> don't touch. I'm like, I'm you know, I'm still a little conscious about it. Like I'll still wear clothes, but obviously like I I'll wear a V-neck or whatever. But I'm so conscious of it now. Like, especially, you know, when I used to be it more of an executive, like when I used to work on the other side versus the performing side side, um, I used to have to be very mindful because then people don't take you seriously or they think one way or, you know, and so she would always like, and again, I'm, I grew up in the East coast. I'm like 90% of the year in a jacket and a sweater. And so when I moved to LA, I wasn't, I didn't even have like, I had one bikini, like that's it. I got, and I, I barely wore it because we never went to the beach in the East coast. Like I never went, I'm Brown already. I'm like, I don't tan. So when I came here, she would like force me into a bikini and I was always so, it took me so long to feel okay in it. And I'm still like, when the summer rolls out, like I have to be in a different mind state to like go to the beach and wear a bikini. Like I'll still like wear a bikini top and like a long skirt or something, you know, because like I'm so still not there, even though I'm much better. So it is what you said. Yeah, like everybody might say, oh my God, I want fucking boobs like yours. Yeah. But I'm always just like, no, but I can see where everybody's eyes are going. Yeah. And, and, or as an actress on camera, you know this, like I went for a long time, I would audition for like 14, 15, 18 year old roles forever. But they would always say like, but you're built. And I'm like, that's the only, they're like, your face looks like a baby but you're built. And I'm like, well, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> like, put on a vest. Like, or anytime you'd audition, then you go for the sexy girl. And I'm like, right. Exactly. Cool. Like, not even trying. I know, like, when I get something that's like, oh, you're going for a teenager. I'm like, okay, so I'm wearing a, like a oversized crop top or something. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I can't go in there and be like, here's the girls or I'll wear like a really soft bra so they're like sitting lower and not so like prominent. Yeah. And uh, and it's also sometimes like the, it, the self-consciousness, I feel like once in a while pops up from feeling safe or not in public. Mm-hmm. Like even though like I want to wear this really sexy bodysuit, I'm like, where am I going? And can I walk from my car to the location in this bodysuit? So then there's things to think of like, oh, I'm not like some people will think because I'm fat, like, oh, I'm wearing oversized XYZ because I'm trying to hide fatness. And I'm like, no, like this is for safety. So you never know like what's the, the issue is with what you're like, 
the connection between body positivity, what you're wearing and just overall safety. It's like so crazy to think they all somehow realm together, but they do. Yeah. And so how did you, I mean, again, you, you seem pretty, you seem to have had a self, a healthy self-esteem since you were young, but were there any parts of you that had to, you sort of had to overcome, especially for the dating aspect? Like when you, when you date somebody, do you ever question like, are they dating you if it's like for a fetish or is it because, um, you know, are, do you ever question any of that? Like, I still question as a brown girl. I'm always like, if I go on a date with a white guy, I'm like, oh, is does he is he doing this exotic thing? Like, is he into exotic girls? Yeah, no, definitely. I think that I'm like, oh, but are they into fat girls? Or like, mm-hmm. I, I definitely still think that crosses my mind. Like some people, I have thinner friends most of the time that tell me, they're like, oh, like girl, don't think like that. And I'm like, it's because you've never had to think like that most of the time. Um, I'm not going to put that on all my thinner friends, but most of, most of my thinner friends never had to think, can I not date this guy because of my body type? And so I think it definitely, and then there was for a while when I was younger, um, I think there's even people my like my age that definitely still go through this. And I'm really lucky to have had this epiphany so young, but the epiphany of just uh, thinking, oh, because I'm a plus size woman, I need to have more to offer. Because mm-hmm. So if I'm not going to, like, I almost had to overcompensate in other parts. Like I was always cooking or clean, like, oh, if I'm going to be fat, like I'm going to make up for it somewhere else. Like I'm going to be good at everything kind of thing. And then I, re- then, you know, growing up I, a little bit, I realized, you know what, if I want to be fat and not be talented at fucking anything, that can be cool too. And I just realized like, I don't need to overcompensate for my weight that there's guys out there that love just how I am. And then, but it's also going back to that theory of there was friends that would come up to me and be like, I'd kill to have your body. And I'd be like, what? Like what? Like, huh? Like, did I hear that right? So it was like, it was very interesting spectrum, but at the same time, I think it's really hard. Like you said, um, I, even as an Indian woman and just, and as a fat person or just someone, a mini- minority, or if you're, you're trans, something that makes you, it just, what's the word? So, something you could be easily discriminated against automatically can, can come up to your head and think, are they going to date me because I'm fat? Or I, I have, you know, I know it's definitely not as bad because I'm a fucking white, but like, I definitely do think because I date a lot of people of color, um, will, I've had the problem in the past where I wouldn't have a significant other after like nine months of dating, take me home because I was white. And so now Mm. I enter a lot of relationships. If it's someone who, but that's a person of color, I think to myself, like, could this ever go anywhere because I'm white? Or could this go anywhere because I'm fat? Um, mm-hmm. But so, like, it's definitely something I always think about. First and foremost is the body type, though. Is is this someone? I think just because of past of thinking, will they show me off as a person? And I'm already mm-hmm. someone who likes to be shown off, just in general. Like, I'm flashy. I'm I can have my chill moments, but like, you know, when I'm glam, like, I want my man to hype me up. So already being that kind of person and, but then thinking like, 
are they going to show me off? Are they going to do that? So there's a difference between communicating. I'm the type of person like, I don't want to be chill. I want to wear matching outfits and be Mm -hmm. cute in public, you know? But then thinking like, oh, are they going to do this in front of their friends? Are they this and that? And I think there's so many fat girls out there that are like, but he showed me to his friends. And they think that's like a big, but like most girls would never bring that as a prominent conversation. But he showed me to his, I had never. Yeah, 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 never. I wouldn't Thinking have, yeah. that's like almost a level of reward. Mm-hmm. So that comes with fatness and dating and it's hard to ignore. So how do you, when, when how have you, worked around it or overcome or are working on it to overcome like that kind of, I I mean, how do you maintain body positivity when you have to think about that kind of stuff? I think I like to, I, for me, the type of person I am is I feel like if I put the elephant in the room and just like immediately address it, then we can't ignore it. And we just like move on. So like when I was really younger, like I, my, so my insecurity, I feel like I don't have a lot of insecurities, but my skin. So if I got a pimple, I would literally walk into a room and be like, Hey, you guys, I know I have this pimple on my face and you might not even notice it, but I'm really thinking about it. And so, uh, so now in relationships, like I'm a little more forward, like, is this guy going to, does he just want to sleep with me or does, you know, there's one thing about defining the relationship, but so like, I like to use words like fat. So I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. if we're talking about me and like something, I'll, I'll slip in there like, you know, being a fat girl, blah, blah, blah. See kind of how the reaction is. Or I'm more forward like, oh, like, um, no, like you can't come over tonight because I have to wake up really early in the morning, but you can take me out on a date on Thursday and like see how they like follow up. Is So is this something where would you date a, a fat girl in public or you know, there's one thing of just like wanting to sleep with someone versus dating them in public. And so it's not so much of like that I don't want to sleep with you. I just want to see what kind of man you are and just sleeping with you you isn't going to tell me that. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I, being that forward and like saying like, not exactly asking him out, but saying like, hey, if you want to date me and take me in a public situation during the daytime, I more than, yeah, let's do it. But if you like want to keep me as a night cat. So it's, 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 it's that balance of like, it's really hard, but I have to basically try to find this balance of being aware that I'm fat, but also still trying to live life as if I'm not Mm -hmm. and, and working that out. It's like you don't want to be treated differently, but I can't ignore that I'm different than most of the people you've dated. I get a lot of questions like with my ex, like, were you, I was with a guy for a few years and he was with me when I was like 325 and he was with me at my lowest. And so a lot of my fat friends asked me like, how was that? Did, was, they want to know, a lot of people want to know, was he part of the reason that I did that? And Mm -hmm. I was like, And the great part was I was fortunate to date a guy that he did not care either way. Never made a comment on it. Was just kind of like, that's what she's doing. That's what she's doing. And I got really lucky with that. But there there are a lot of people out there that work out just for their boyfriend because like, and then boyfriend tries to pass it off as like a hell thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it again, trying, it's hard, but it's basically trying to do that balance of, knowing I'm different than most of the people people have dated before, 
and also not treating myself like I'm different so I can make that space for other fat women. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, speaking from my point of view, I think every single human feels that they are, there's something about them that they don't feel great about. And we're always all a work in progress and all of that stuff. Like for somebody like me who felt, okay, short, curvier, I understand how people now I've accepted like, okay, people see me one way. It might not be how I see myself, but it's how they see me. But I've had to also learn because you come to place like LA, right? In New York, for example, curvy girls, Thicker girls, they love They're it. They're killing it out they there. They love what, it. I got to move. And then you come to LA, and of course, it's a very skinny model type body, which is, I, again, I, I think all of them are beautiful. I, to me, it, it, there's no, I'm not skinny shaming either. Everybody's great, however, they are. I just know I could never be that. And so I will never be able to be the tall, skinny beach bod in that way. I'm going to have my own version of that. And what I've learned over time was going like, instead of again, giving away my power to somebody else and going, it's how you view me that I accept me. I've now just started to be like, do you fit into my world view? And two, I don't have to have everybody like me. And that idea, like that comes from the ego a little bit too, right? I don't need every single guy I go out with to like me. I just know that the right person will love me as I am. Amen. And and to them, it could be, because again, you know, I'm a boob girl. There are some people who like a butt girl. That's fair. I'm not shitting on it. They're, you know, that's awesome. And so, but that's not going to be me. I won't overnight be able to give you, J-Lo. you know, a, a, yeah, a J-Lo butt. Like, I'm not going to be able to. So if you're for that and that's your vibe, then you're going to find somebody else who fits that better. And, and, or if I'm your vibe, then I'll be somebody who fits that better. But now I've gotten to such a healthy place where like, I don't do any of that weird starving stuff. My way of overcoming it was uh, working out for my own mental health and that's it. But I, I eat everything in moderation. I, I was just like, I'm not going to be this. And so I'm going to be the best version of me. And and whoever likes that, great. And if you don't like that, God bless. There's no hate because <laughs> I look at other people and some people don't, they don't, they're not my jam. So like, I can't hate on somebody else for having their own preferences or likes or dislikes or whatever. That's how I've mentally sort of come yeah. to that place. I like to tell people it's like, it's the space of realizing you're not wrong but they're not wrong either. Yeah. And sometimes you're both right, but just not for each other. Like that's, that's so good. I, that's like literally like, honestly, the theme of me and my ex's relationship. And because people can't believe it. People want like a, what was the, what broke it? What this and that. And I was like, honestly, I just woke up one day and realized he wanted what he wanted. And that was okay. And he deserves that. And I woke up and realized, what I wanted was okay too. And 
I shouldn't have had to compromise, you know, because it was so different. It wasn't something like eventually we could compromise on. It was like, we are living like two extreme different lifestyles and we had tried to make it work. And then, but having that simple thought of just realizing that it's hard for people because our ego so badly wants to be like, someone was right, someone was wrong. And it, it was just breath refreshing and breathtaking away that like, I could finally be like, no, we're both right. No one's wrong here. And I think I can, I can leave this okay. That's a huge sign of maturity because I feel like that is this, the change that starts happening where when you're younger, there's always a villain and a hero. And as you get older, you just start realizing there isn't either. Most of the time, unless somebody's like done you dirty, then yeah. there's a fucking villain. But <laughs> usually it's just like somebody has their own wants and needs and you have your own wants and needs. Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. It's just not a fit. Exactly what you said. And I love that. And I think when it comes to body positivity, I don't know, you tell me my experience. I find it to be way more work to fight myself than to love myself. Yeah, it. I, I agree. I think we are like as humans, it's natural for us to constantly have that like voice of creeping in and giving us fear. And it takes way more work to like, that's why there's more negative people than there is positive because Mm -hmm. it takes more work. And a lot of people don't want to put in that work, but unfortunately it's the work that makes the biggest difference. And I think going the extra mile, like for example, like I love to have sticky notes around my apartment, whether it's like commenting on my body or my mental capabilities, just like things that like, you, you look beautiful. You are aligned. Your third eye is open. You are grounded. You are worth your own money. Just having those things around the affirmations, house. Affirmations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Having affirmations around, um, really help my body ju- just all my journey, but body positivity too, is because you, it's like, your body isn't wrong or right, no matter what society says. Like there, it's just like what we were talking about. It's like, there is no right, there is no wrong. No one should be making you feel that way. So yeah, it's it's harder when a majority of society wants to tell you uh, there is a right or wrong way. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but yeah. So I definitely agree that it's harder to love than it is to hate your body. Yeah, I mean, and also like, I think- Uh, this always sounds cliche, but really, especially when it comes to relationships, like you cannot have someone else love you if you don't love you. Mm -hmm. And if, even if you find somebody who thinks you are, you know, the best thing since fried chicken, like you are not going to accept it. You will sabotage it. You will ruin it because you don't see it. And you don't love you. And like, I'm telling you as somebody who struggled with being able to take compliments, like now I can hear somebody say, you know, my boyfriend every day will pick up the phone on FaceTime. He's like, you know, he'll say in Spanish, he's like, oh, muy guapa or whatever. (laughs) I don't even know how he says it. Like, that's how bad I am in Spanish. Um, and, And I'm always just like, oh, thank you. Like, where before old me would have honestly fought that and been like, oh my God, no, I don't look good. You're just saying that because it would have been a stupid, not serving conversation instead of me going, okay, like he really does 
think I'm beautiful, even though yeah. I'm in an ugly hoodie and my dirty hair is up. Like, whatever. He likes it. And that's it. Like, and and he likes it because I'm willing to accept that I like it too. Yes. Very much like you're reflecting that you're okay and being in that moment and having that within you is it it shows. I I like I tell people people can smell fear. So mm-hmm. if you are even if you're faking it, if you're faking a confidence, people are gonna think you're confident. And sometimes we mm-hmm. need to trick ourselves into thinking things even when we don't feel our best, but still like you could have no, never like fully accepted that confidence or that compliment had you not accepted yourself to begin with and been like, oh yeah, this is what we're going to do. I know there's some girls that wake up like an hour before their boyfriends just to like go put on makeup and come in. And I'm like, yeah. oh, if that is our level of acceptance, these I'm, I'm not no. a part of it. <laughs> no, exactly. and, and that's the thing, you know, even body positivity, we always assume it's about women, but like I get hit up by a lot of guys yep. who feel like, oh, girls. And look, I have admittedly done this too. So this is actually a question I have mm-hmm. is as we're trying to evolve and be better and all of that, what can we do? Like, what is the difference between having, let's say, a preference and being judgmental? So, for example, I know I'm short. I am a little bit of a heightist. Okay. That said, I think this is where I differ. And please, I'm very always open to like being corrected. Okay. While my preference is, you know, it used to be six feet plus. Now I'm like, okay, 5'10 plus. I have been in a two and a half year relationship with somebody who is much shorter. So, so to me, it's not like I am like, I will never do this. But do I have a preference? Yeah. So like, what is the, what do you think? Should we have like our preferences bad? When are we being judgmental? What's that fine line? That, I feel like that's such a great question. And I think I think we can have preferences. Um, to me, I'm like the same way to an extent of like, I, I, get, I get asked this a lot. So this is something like that I'm just going to like throw out is like, I mostly date in my history, black men. And so a lot of people are like, oh, do you only date black men? Are you like, is it, are you like, is there a fetish? fetish? And I said, no, because there, I've had a crush on a Korean man. I've dated Hispanic men. I've, it just happens that they're black. And so, yes, do I, am I more, does my eye catch that way? Yes. But if I feel like we get into fetish territory, if I was like, I'm only zoning in black men, I'm going to go target them. I'm going to like, I'm going to never give anyone that's not black a time of day. And like, I could get that because there's also people that are like that with fat people. And Mm -hmm. so I think there, there definitely is a fine line there of, are you fetishizing something or is this a preference, but you're open to Mm -hmm. other things, you know, like I, 
Yes. Okay. Yeah. I, because uh, I'm, I'm like really thinking deep in here. Yeah. I think there definitely is that fine line. I think that was just a great question. And I really wanted to explore that. Uh, yeah, no, I love it. But I think, I do think the big difference is being open. And, yeah. and I know people who, again, I get shit on a lot about the height thing, even on the podcast. And I always say, I'm like, I would date. If I met somebody and I was super into them and they were shorter. I mean, I have two boyfriends who were much shorter than the, what I say I I'm like into. And, and it's like, I I mean, I loved him. I I was with somebody for two and a half years. Like, you know, and I didn't fucking cheat on him. Like, it was a long distance. I'm like, I fucking really love that guy. I love a short man. Shorter. Yeah, thank you. And there are people who who are, that's the preference. And then there are people who, and as a short person, like my brother, for example, never liked short girls. And he always said he wanted somebody taller. And like, I couldn't, hate on that either. I was like, okay, I mean, that's your preference. Like, and then did he date a short girl? <laughs> I think his, his wife now is like average. Okay. Um, she's obviously, I mean, everybody's taller than me, but like, she's more average, but like his ex before that was like a little bit taller. I and, also think, sorry. No, but, and, but my brother's also six foot two. So, okay. So everyone's shorter yeah. compared to him. Yeah. I also think though, it's like a lot of not only you, but also your partner owning them. So yeah. like, I, we'll go with the shortness example is like, cause I think that's a big guy thing is their height is height. Yeah. It, the people like want to use it as like a, a thing that like makes you a man. But mm-hmm. like, to be honest, I know the beginning, the, the, the couple that I'm with, the guy is like five, three and his big dick energy is yes. it's so big. If you ever just saw a picture of him online or in person, you would think this man was like at least like 5'10". And like you would have no idea. And so it's almost like the reverse role of like, well, even if I did date a short man, is he confident enough to date a woman that's yes. taller than him? But also when I wear heels as well, because I'm a heel ass bitch. So it's like, maybe I would date shorter men if more of the shorter men I had encounters with, I'm not saying all short men are insecure at all by any means, but I want to say- But a, a lot do also feel uncomfortable. Overcompensate, yes. yeah. Or, they, or they're or they insecure, they're uncomfortable, or they overcompensate in some kind of way. And I can tell it's not coming from a place of security. So I think it can be a very much like a two-way street on that one with not only owning yourself, but your partner owning themselves and being accepting of, um, it's almost like being accepting of themselves because they're accepting of you. If they're going to accept a tall person, they have to accept that they're short. It's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Short is short. Yeah. I really do think it comes back to that thing that you said, which is just so perfect, which is just, there's no right or wrong to it. It's just, are you a fit for each other? And I think once we stop getting into this idea that I am wrong as a body and this is right, then we stop going, then then we don't take it so personally when somebody, for example, says, or we don't match with somebody or whatever, because you're fat or Indian or, or exactly any of those things or, or height or whatever it is. Cause you go, Oh, okay. You're not right or wrong. I'm not right or wrong. 
Or maybe you're right. I'm also right. We're just not right together. Yeah. And then you move on instead of having this like resentment and and adding more insecurity. Like we we do it enough to ourselves. We don't need it from other people. Or being a chaser. There's also, yes. I, I call it a chaser of like people who are like, oh, they don't date fat girls. Then I'm going to like chosen. prove to them that they should date a fat girl. Like girl, girl, boy, whoever, do not waste your time. Move the fuck mm-hmm. on because you're going to be so much happier with, with the someone. person you don't have to do that with. Yes. Spare it's just going to be so much less work. Yes. Save the work for the bedroom. Yes. <laughs> so so what can we as a society do as we wrap out um, to be better and sort of be more body positive as we're looking at each other and sort of looking at ourselves? I think personally, my thought is to recognize when you're judging someone. And then ask you, and then, so for instance, maybe I'll walk down the street and be like, like even fat people can have internalized fat phobia. Even, you know, people of color can have internalized racism. So it's, it's kind of like, sometimes I'm just going to use fat for an example because I'm fat. Sometimes I'll walk down the street and be like, oh my God, I can't believe that fat person's wearing that. They're like, ass crack is sticking out. And then I have to ask myself, well, why am I judging them about their ass crack sticking out? It's not obviously because it's not something I personally do, but why am I judging them? And then I go, I, I first stop and realize that I'm judging someone. And then I, I have to ask myself why I'm doing that. And I think when we feel comfortable just questioning ourselves and where this judgment is coming from, where we learned it from and doing, doing that deep seated work, because there's a reason why, and it usually correlates because we're, we're, uh, we're deflecting about ourselves. So usually it's, I'm doing that because it has something to say about me. So I've learned so much about accepting people's bodies and accepting people for who they are and overall acceptance, but especially body positivity is asking myself when I am judging someone's body, why, whether it's the freckles, the cellulite, the what, if I am asking myself, why am I doing that? And how does that correlate back to me and how I feel about my body? So I would definitely suggest that people ask themselves those questions when they're judging other people's bodies. And then of course, the golden rule of how would you feel? How would you feel yeah. if you were walking down the street? Mm-hmm. And even if someone didn't say it to you, but how would you feel if someone when was- When somebody walk- looked at you like- Yeah. And things like, oh, that girl's like fat roll. Because I wear really, I don't give a fuck. I'll wear tight ass bodycon dresses. And I'm sure there's people that look me down there and think, how could she wear that with that many rolls? And because they would never wear that because they're not accepting of their roles. Exactly. So my situation before, maybe I'm not accepting a butt crack girl because- not because I would never show my butt crack, but maybe I hate my ass. You know, it's it's yep. stuff that you have could no be idea where it comes. To, yeah. Yes, exactly. So doing yep. that work is just so important. The self work. Yeah, and you know, um, I would say also just for people to realize that the beauty of the world is that we're all different. Like that's literally what makes this place beautiful, and that we're all not Boba Fett's and fucking Star Wars. You know, that's a stupid Star Wars nerdy reference, but like Boba Fett is a clone, and they all look the same, and that's why they're so dispensable. And it's like, luckily, we're not that, and we uh, are all needed in this world because we're so different. And so you're not looking to match with 7 billion people. You're looking 
for one or two or three or four of those right ones that um, will make you feel good as you. But you also won't be able to accept that until you feel good as you. Um, And so just know that you have your place and your body has its place and we're all perfect exactly how we are. And the rest just falls into place when it's supposed to. Yes. Take up that space. Yes. Well, Haley, thank you so much for being on again. This was so great and so enlightening. Thanks for having me. I love that we're talking about such important issues in the world and that you guys are highlighting this, these things and just being so transparent. I think the transparency is so key. So thank you for keeping it real and honest on the show. Thank you, girl. We appreciate it. And you too, like everything you said, I think it's going to, you know, help people a lot. So uh, thank you for being you. Um, Haley, how can everybody find you on social media? You guys, as always, can find me Haley Herms, H-A-Y-L-E-Y-H-E-R-M-S. I'm like Haley Herms everywhere. If you can't find me under Haley Herms, just add official, Haley Herms official on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere. So you'll be able to find me. Follow her, guys. Um, thank you again for being on. And friends, follow us. We're on social media. We're at Kind of Dating Across the Board. Aisha, who is not here, is at Aisha Says Dance Across the Board. And I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel Official on Facebook, and Natasha dot Chandel on TikTok. You know, Haley, I promise you that that I didn't mean to do that, but people kept taking my fucking handle. And it's so okay. I got left with the alts. One of my followers has Haley Herms on Instagram and I've talked to them. They like my, my alleged biggest fan and they will not give me give you a the username. Name. Yeah. It's, it's so it's nuts. Okay. I get it. It's nuts. Um, well, thanks again. Um, and friends. Thank you for downloading this episode. If you could please take a second and leave us a five-star rating or review, we'd be so grateful and send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Our producer is Adam Pineless, and our intern is Karina Uribe. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yenick and K. Daniel Ellis.